So this morning my topic is faith. If you have a Bible, turn with me to Mark chapter 11. If you have a tablet, do that. If you have a smartphone, Mark chapter 11 because I realize that in in my life at times it's very easy for me to think about things that are a little bit overwhelming due to my personality. However, there's a there's a voice on the inside of me that if I will let speak is an absolute life changer. When the Holy Ghost gets on the inside of me and starts to speak and starts to put vision and starts to put purpose in what I do, mate, it's like there's an unstoppable force from within. Anyone else feel like that? He's there for every single person and each one of us. You're there, Mark 11, verse 22. Jesus replied to them, Have faith in God. I assure you, if anyone says to this mountain, be lifted and thrown into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will happen, it will be done for him. Therefore, I tell you, all the things you pray and ask for, believe that you have received them and you will have them. Turn to someone and say, have faith. Turn to the person on the other side and say, I believe. I believe it's turning out like an Amway conference today. Have faith, I believe. Here's the difference. We believe in the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Amen? The one who is filled with glory and the one who came to save our, save our souls from our sin. You know what? We didn't even have to pay for it. He did it for free. Came at a great cost to him. But for us, we simply believe. So have faith in God. Do not doubt. Believe and receive. So church, if there's things we're holding on to and hoping for, today I'm here to encourage. I'll, I'll share a few scriptures. If we get time, I'm going to get the band to come and sing that do it again to do it again. But um, the word faith, you know, is something that I think as a congregation, or not as a congregation, but as personal believers, sometimes we forget and we start to look at being, you know, being nice and we start to look at being good and all that sort of stuff. But I don't know about you guys, but, you know, I just cannot not sin. When I drive my car, which is a big car, in the traffic, and someone is doing 10 or 15 k's less than the speed limit, I do not have holy thoughts about that person at that point. How about you? Or are you the one that drives at 15 k's less than the speed limit? Mary, we were going to have to have a little chat about that. From now on, I'm going to think of Mary. Whenever I come up behind someone that's driving really slow, I'm going to think, this could be Mary. I love Mary, so therefore it will make my life easier. So, so things like sin in our life sometimes need to be overshadowed by a thing called faith in our life. God, yes, I'm a sinner. We were, Dan and I were talking about this before. Yes, God, we have sinned, but you know what? We're not going to focus on that. We're going to focus on Jesus. God, take that faith from what you've put from right within my heart. And Lord, let that outwork in my daily life. What do you think? Are we approaching Amway or are we approaching Presbyterian? The word faith, no, you know, I, I grew up an Anglican, you guys know, so it's, I can say that. The word faith in the Bible means confidence. It means trust. It means belief. Sometimes I think we need to take off, some, take out some of those the, the suit of vision that we had when we were younger, dust them off and put them on again and see if they fit. 
we went to a wedding the other day and it, it was it was suit time, which I dread every single time. I hate putting on a suit. On top of that, it was 37 degrees, I think. So that was pretty warm. But um, I put on my first suit and it didn't fit in a positive way. It was too big. And... And sometimes with our, so I got the next one down from when I was not quite as fat. So, I, so sometimes we've got to pull out the suits from within our cupboard, the vision, the things that God has spoken to us and see if they fit. Sometimes they will. You know what? Sometimes they won't. The old ones, what do we do? Chuck them away or put them back later on, whatever, whatever fits with your heart. But today I want, you to, I want you to open your closet again and say, God, those things that you put on the inside of my heart yesterday, last week, last year, Last decade, last century, God put on the inside of me again. Lord, I, Lord, I want to dust those things off. Let my faith rise from within. Amen. What about some? You know, I was chatting to um, Beck and Christian the other night, and just a great young couple in our church. And and you know, they were sharing about some of their dreams. Just babies, as far as I'm concerned, twenty something years old, but babies. And and they're starting to talk about, you know, this is what we want to do for God, and this is what we want to do. And you think, mate, let's get excited again about what God put in our heart in our youth, because some of it will still fit. What do you reckon, Joel? Some of it's still going to fit, baby. You know. So can I encourage you today, this week, right now? Start to think about what's in that closet of dreams and, and, and things that God put upon your heart. Like I said, it might have been a week ago, it might have been a month or a year or a decade. Because I reckon it's time for us to lift again. For us to lift in our spirit. For our spirit men and women to rise up from the inside of us and start to go and go again. So faith is confidence, trust, belief, reliance and trustworthiness. It's persuasion in the New Testament setting the word for faith is the divinely implanted principle of inward confidence, assurance, trust, and reliance in God in all that he says. Have it, say it again. In the, in the New Testament, the word for faith is P-I-S-T-I-S. I don't know how to pronounce it. Pistis, as our learned scholar would say from the front row. Or faith is the divinely implanted principle of inward confidence, assurance, trust, and reliance in God and all that he says. Turn to Hebrews 11. Here's another way to read it. If you've got the New King James Version, that's my favorite version of this verse. Well, the old King James is probably even a little better, but the New King James is a great one for this one. Hebrews 11 verse 1. I've underlined this, now faith is. Not tomorrow, not yesterday, but now faith is. I think God is challenging me and us as a corporate body in this place to say, you know what? Now is the time to pull out our vision. I don't think it matters how old or how young we are or what we've done or what we haven't done. I think now is the time for faith. Let's have a look at Hebrews 11 verse 1. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. See that? Faith is the substance, the, whole, the things we can hang on to of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good testimony. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which were seen were not made of things which are visible. Have we got any builders here? I know we've got a concreter. Yeah, there's a builder, of course. 
you know, when we're building a house, when we go to build a house, and I build factories, okay? When we build this stuff, often we get told we want to build, a, in my case, a factory. And it starts with a blank piece of paper. And then we sit in front of that blank piece of paper and we start to flesh out the design. But that design always starts in someone's head. It doesn't start from an AutoCAD drawing, you know, like a drafting drawing type thing. It doesn't start from, it doesn't start from a model. It always starts in our head. And I guess for me, doing this every day, it's, it's reasonably sharp skill that I have to be able to talk to someone for a moment and imagine and see how a factory is going to put, be put together. Can't write an essay, don't know how to cut anybody's appendix out, blah, 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 blah. But when it comes to building a factory, I, I can see in my head how this baby's going to look and what, it's, how, what the designs are going to be. I can rotate it around and see it. I feel challenged that our faith needs to start like that with us today. What does the thing that, you're, that God's speaking to you about right this moment physically look like? If you've always thought God is my healer and I really feel like I've got a gift to heal and lay hands on people and, and see, them, see them come from um, places of cancer or diabetes or blood pressure, Start to see that person and, and maybe in the case of diabetes, see that pancreas and see that insulin resistance start to move and recover and, and, and the sugars dissolve. If you want to raise the dead, you don't sit there and think, oh, gee, all, all the things tell us we can't raise the dead. You, you want to start to see in your mind's eye when you lay hands on that person that's dead that they would recover, that they would come back to life. The Bible says we can raise the dead. Jesus did. So start to see it. You know, in the case of us small business guys, God, we see, we see that business coming to light. What does it actually look like? How is it actually going to roll? God, I see, you know, three or four young guys who are going to be working in my concrete business. I see a foreman that can keep us organised. I see someone that can go around and get the work. I see me on a beach enjoying the sun. <laughs> or, or whatever, you know. Do you know what I mean? I see a business that I that I that I either start or I build, and and I see it with a bunch of really close knit same community people, who who are working hard and and seeing the fruit of their labour, but it's producing finance for the kingdom. That that the people across the world might be able to eat and have medical supplies. See, I, I see, I see that. Sort of for you, it might be something completely different. For you, it might be, hey, I really, I just want to go down on the street and see people touched by the gospel. So, so put it in your mind's eye, what is this baby going to look like? You know what I mean? We've all got a different way. Dan was praying this morning. He was saying, yep, God, we, we want people, what did you say? We want people to be radical, out of control. Yeah, like David, but you said a word like um, crazy. So Dan gets up there and says, I want to see people called a crazy. And I said to Dan, I don't really want to be around crazies because they make me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> but, um, but you know what? It's probably not so bad to have the odd crazy here and there. You know, I was thinking this morning as we were singing How Great They Are, which obviously is one of my favoritists of all time songs, just how nuts um, um, Danielle would have gone. You know, remember Danielle two or three rows back at the front? And, and, I, thought, and I thought to myself... 
Sometimes we need we need c- crazy on the inside of us. <laughs> What's in your cupboard today? What is the suit that it's time to put back on? What is the suit? Faith is the substance. It's the reality or the evidence of those things. It's seeing them and saying, God, you know, this is what I believe. This is what I'm holding on for. This is what you've spoken to my heart. And like I said earlier, sometimes the suit won't fit. It's okay. Don't tailor it. Just put it away and and grab another one that does. Um, That is normal life where we move on. We're always moving forward like sharks. The reality of the evidence of things we have not yet seen at this point Use our spirit and our mind's eye to allow God to formulate that picture in your mind, I think is just so important. Without that, how do we, how do we know what good sound sounds like? How do we know what good stage presence is? But there's a caveat in Scripture. So turn with me to Hebrews 11 verse 13 this time. There's a caveat that, that, that we need to understand in amongst all this. Because who wouldn't like a billion dollars right now that you can do a number of different things with, you know? Feed, I don't know, how, Katie, how many, pe- how many people would a billion dollars feed? It'd feed a few, wouldn't it? It depends, it depends how hungry and, and how many star Michelins they're at. Yeah. But, but a billion dollars would feed a lot of people. You know... I think we, we need to start to say, God, what's on the inside of us? Because it takes all of us, eh? It takes a tribe. Hebrews 11, verse 13. These all died in faith. This is the, the, the hearers of faith just before this. Without having received the promises, but they saw them from a distance, greeted them and confessed that they were foreigners and temporary residents on earth. Now, those who say such things make it clear that they are seeking a homeland. If they were thinking about where they came from, they would have had an opportunity to return, but now they desire a better place, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called to their God, to be called their God, for He has prepared a city for them. These all died in faith, meaning when they were praying and believing for God, believing God, some of it didn't come to pass. But you know what? That's okay, because God made a place for them anyway. Pastor Rob has a great message about this exact topic. Why doesn't God seem to, why doesn't God heal, I think it's called, all the time. But I don't think we discredit that. I don't think we say to, you know, imagine if we talk to some of the, some of the old prophets from back in the day, God is coming and he will send a saviour. This is that spoken by the prophet Joel. When, when God spoke to Joel, I wonder if Joel thought in 10 years' time this is going to happen, when, when the outpouring of the Spirit at, at Pentecost happened. So sometimes we've got to hold on and say, God, I believe, this is what I believe, and I'm injecting this into my life, and I'm injecting it through my children and through, through, through faith into the atmosphere. Sometimes it doesn't come our way, and, you know, sadly, sometimes we lose some of our closest, you know, which is really... which which I don't want to belittle in any way. And, and I bring this to try and bring balance because sometimes, you know, we can talk about, oh, God has set me free, but you're not free. You've still got a broken leg, do you know? But, but God, will, God will take us and, and build us and see us grow. Sometimes in life, maybe we don't see the answer to prayer that we're looking for. Sometimes God has a different plan for us. But he still prepares a city for every person by faith who believes. Amen.
Let's look at King David, for example. Um, let me just read from 1 Samuel for you. David said to the Philistine, this is when he's coming up against Goliath, you come against me with a dagger, a spear and a sword, but I come against you in the name of Yahweh of hosts, the God of Israel's armies. You have defied him today. Today the Lord will hand you over to me. Words of faith, do you think? Today the Lord will hand you over to me. This is a little, little fella looking at a nine foot, nine foot? Looking at a nine foot giant. Today, big fella, in all your glory and with your armor bearer in front, who I imagine also wasn't a slouch, I'm going to take you down. Today I'll strike you down, cut your head off, and give the corpses of the Philistine camp to the birds of the sky and the creatures of the earth. Does this sound like a bit of WWE? <clears throat> then all the world will know that Israel has a God, and this whole assembly will know that it is not by sword or by spear that the Lord, sla that the Lord saves. For the battle is the Lord's. He will hand you over to us. Sometimes we've got to pull out the suit from our younger days in our cupboard. And say, God, let that faith rise from within me again. Let me empower the people that I come in. Or sorry, God, empower me so that I might overflow into the people around me with faith. How's your faith? Feeling a bit better? What do you reckon? Come on, let's lift that thing. Come, you know where faith comes from? It comes from right in here. Right on the inside of us. That's what I was saying to Dan before. When we, when, we, when we worship lead, worship leading is not about us. It's about us leading the congregation to heaven, to God. It's not about me, God, look at me. It's about God. We, we want our congregation to come with us. And sometimes when we stand there and we do this, God, we're seeing the Spirit flood across this place. Anyway, there you go. little side note for free. Even though King David was a gifted man and he was someone who was empowered to, to fight, I'll read you a little bit more from 1 Samuel. You can see those words, you know, mate, I'm going to take you out and you are going to die. I'm going to chop your head off and all your mates, friends, they're all going to die as well. This is coming from, I'm not sure how old David was, but a young fella. You know how young fellas sometimes are like burrs in our undies? You know, at the end of the day, it's like, mate, let's get onto this. Let's have a go. But David stuck his ching out and said, with God's help and to his glory, we will do this. That was 1 Samuel 17. If you look in 1 Samuel 23, don't worry about it, I'll read it. 1 Samuel 23, the Bible said, David was in the wilderness of Ziph in Horish when he saw that Saul had come out to take his life. Then Saul's son Jonathan came to David in Horish. Mate, I'm sorry about the pronunciation. Tech school graduate, Chris. Tech school graduate. <laughs> Don't be afraid, for my father Saul will never lay a hand on you. You yourself will be king over Israel, and I'll be your second in command. This is Jonathan, the king's son. Even my father Saul knows it. It is true. Then the two of them made a covenant in the Lord's presence. Afterward, David remained in Horish while Jonathan went home. It's amazing to me that then Saul's son Jonathan came to David in Horish, and encouraged him in his faith in God. 1 Samuel 23, 15. We're talking about five, six chapters later. Sam, uh, David has gone from, mate, I'm going to take you out to sitting in a cave in the wilderness somewhere or in a town in the wilderness somewhere to the point where his best mate, Jonathan, had to come to him and say, mate, I just want to encourage you in your faith in God. 
we can have a gift of faith. We can have a suit in the, in the closet of faith. But sometimes we just need our brother or our sister to get along inside us and say, mate, don't be afraid. My father will never lay a hand. My Saul, my father, will never lay a hand on you. You will become king and I'll be standing right beside you. How would you like that? I'd, I'd really love that. People get alongside me and say, hey, steve big fella. You're doing a great job. I'm here for you. Let's, t- let's crack this thing on the head together. Interesting, eh? Even though King David was obviously gifted with faith, he still needed his mate to come alongside him. Isn't that crazy, eh? You think about these guys and think, wow, what incredible people these people of faith were. But sometimes we just need to be encouraged, sometimes by a spouse or one of our mates, for our faith in God, to say, you know what? We can do it. We can, we can, we can find heaven together. What do you reckon, Jimmy? We can, man. We can, bro. Seriously. Sometimes we need to get alongside our mates. Like I just said, you can do it. I believe in you. Your vision is from the Lord. And it's amazing how encouraging that will be for us. Speaking about myself anyway. So back to faith. What do we have faith for? On the little lull bit. Now we come up to the plus again. By faith, we believe in healing. Turn with me to Psalms 103. This, this psalm actually covers an awful lot. Psalm 103, verse 1. Psalm 103, verse 1. My soul praise Yahweh, and all that is within me praise his holy name. So this is internally. This is the, this is the conversation going on in the writer of this psalm's head. My soul. Come on, soul. Mind, will, and emotions. Come on, mind. Come on, will. Come on, emotions. Praise Yahweh and all that is within me. Praise his holy name. My soul, praise the Lord and do not forget all his benefits. He forgives all your sin. Not he forgives all your sin if you're a good boy or girl. He forgives all your sin. He heals all your diseases. Not if you've put your tithes in the bucket, but he heals all of your diseases. Church today... You know, let's rise in faith again. Ultimately, we will be healed. For some of us, it'll be on this side of eternity. For some, it'll be on the other side of eternity. But you know what? That's okay. We will be healed. You know? So can I encourage us today? Let's, let's start to build and start to strengthen our faith muscle again and say, you know what, God? I'm hanging on to you and I'm believing in who you are. By faith, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but the world through him might be saved. God loved you and I so much that he sent his most precious gift, his Son, to die and pay the ultimate awful sacrifice so that we could be resolved and brought back into his love. All he asks of us is that we believe. That we confess Jesus is Lord, you know, like at the end of the day, for God did not send his son to condemn the world, but that through him we might be saved. Whoever believes in him should not perish. God, this day, Father, we believe. You know, we believe with strength and and righteousness in your power. God, not one of us 
is, is ever going to be guilt-free except through your blood. And Jesus, we thank you for the cross that you so willingly went to for our lives to be radically transformed. And Jesus, this day I pray that you would open up the cupboard, God, of, of some of our lives that need to go back, you know, days, years, you know, decades and, and even even into last century, God, some of us need to open up those cupboards, God. Lord, I pray that you would truly speak to us, that we would know, that we would know which suit to try and again next, God, the suit of faith.